You can probably name at least five modern superheroes, but what about the ones who came before? Mythological figures like Zeus, Aphrodite, Demeter, Dionysus, Apollo. You get the picture. But what about Cupid? Have you heard of him? Q-Code's new podcast is a romantic comedy that has a little something for everyone. Plus, each episode features an original song performed by an amazing cast, including Diego Bonetta, Naomi Aki, Rupert Friend, and many more. Whether you're a fan of rom-coms, musicals, Greek gods, or mythical characters in general, you'll want to tune in each week to see what happens to Cupid, as he, a boy on a scooter, and a florist named Rose band together to find out who is behind the disappearance of a powerful love potion. Stay tuned for episode one of Cupid, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, listeners. Be advised that this show is an immersive audio experience. It may seem like sounds are coming from the sides or behind you. Listener discretion is advised, as some content is not suitable for young children. Q-Code presents Cupid, starring Diego Bonetta. Created by Katie Cavanaugh-Jupe. <laughs> Move your arm! Pull the door closed! Trying! I'll do it, dark brain. Ow! Ow! Jason! Sip it, Freakazoid! Do you want him to find us? Start. Well, yeah, it's a cupboard, you idiot. I'm scared. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> he looks a bit scary, doesn't he? <sighs> I don't even need a babysitter. Why'd they have to do date night? Because it's Vomitous Valentine's Day. The entire world runs around desperately trying to be romantic. What is romantic? You know, all loved up and stuff. Oh, I like love. Dude. No, you don't. It's a con. Trust me. I have to say bye to mom. I have to say bye to mom. No, you don't. Where are you? Come here. Your grandpa wants to say hi. This is such a low blow, man. They're going to regret this. I mean, who even is he? He's our grandpa, isn't he? You saw him. He looks more like a tramp. Yeah, and he stinks. Yeah. How, how How do you know he stinks? He looks like he stinks. Yeah, he does. And he loves us so much. We've never even met the guy. Boys, we're going. We won't be late back. We will. <laughs> He's coming up the stairs. Shh. How does he know where we are? <laughs> At last we meet. Hmm. Right into the lake, then, boys. I don't fight. Is that right into the lake? Let your long lost grandpa take a long lost look at you. You must be Jason. Yeah, hi. How are you? And you must be Dylan. Are you a tramp? Occasionally. Really? That's an excellent way to see the world. Incognito. Incognito? Is that a superpower? If you want it to be. Uh, well, nice to meet you, Grandpa. I'll be in my room if you need anything. Not so fast, my friend. We have 15 years of catching up to do. (laughs) Right. Uh... Indulge a stinking tramp in some good old-fashioned family time. 
It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, sounds sounds dope and all, uh, but I have I have lots of stuff to do. I thought we might start with a story. <laughs> a what? I love stories. Does it have a little boy in it? Of course. Is he like me though? Uncannily. Is there a monster? Several. Is it romantic? Oh, vomitously. So I'll just stop you right there, Grandpa. Because seriously, I'm I'm way too old for this. Like this is way too old for what? You know, sappy fairy tales about people falling in love and fighting dragons and stuff. You know, all, all that babyish bullshit. This is not a fairy tale. It's a true story. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what they all say. L listen, Grandpa, I grew out of the stories a long time ago. If I forget to clap my hands, a fairy doesn't freaking die, okay? What? Really? Magic is fake, monsters are a joke, and as for love, <laughs> love is the ultimate hustle. Love <laughs> is a myth. There speaks a broken heart. What's her name? What do you mean? I don't have a broken heart. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> you remind me of someone. Oh, yeah? Don't tell me. Our story begins on Mount Olympus. You have heard of Mount Olympus. Is that an energy drink? We're not allowed those. <sighs> it's worse than I thought. Allow me to enlighten you. Mount Olympus, as everyone knows, is the home of the ancient Greek gods, the original superheroes, who also happen to be the archetypes from which every story ever told is but a mere reflection. Greek gods? What the hell? Well, get the hell, son. We're dealing with heaven right now. A new day was dawning on Olympus, and the sun poured her golden light over the mountain like honey. A rare hush rested over Ares' military boot camp. Blossoms burst in Aphrodite's bar, and Cupid's palace practically sparkled with morning dew. Ugh, man, here we go. Cupid. <laughs> Cupid lay in slumber, his perfect golden curls cascading onto his pure white angel feather pillow. His long, lean, impossibly athletic body sprawled beneath his silken sheets. Leaned off at his bedside, his trusty bow and quiver, never more than a breath away from his fingertips. Cupid opened his perfectly symmetrical amber eyes and yawned. He caught sight of a friendly squirrel foraging for nuts along his window ledge and smiled. <laughs> That's more like He's it. Mean. First rule of Olympus, Mr. Squirrel, watch your back. Cupid is the god of love and as such was idolized both far and wide. He lived a privileged life, enjoying the many perks and benefits of his position. His life was not, however, a life of indolence. Far from it. Cupid worked hard for his mother, Aphrodite, goddess of love, who expected him to be on call to her 24 hours a day, seven days a week. His workload was heavy because Cupid was the sole distributor of loom juice, Aphrodite's powerful love potion. Loom juice is a vivid phosphorescent blue color created as it is from the petals of the rare and luminous Floss Luminox flower. Wait. I've heard of that flower. No, you haven't. I have. Any boy blessed with a healthy imagination and a sense of curiosity has heard of the Floss Luminox flower. See? That's me. <laughs> yeah, whatever. For centuries, Cupid had basked in the glory of his elevated position. 
But lately, the business of love had somewhat lost its shine. His heart just wasn't in it anymore. Between you and me, he had ceased to believe love really existed. Not the true kind, anyway. <sighs> One more lover for the crazy train. Lydia, I adore you. Oh, me. I... One shot of desire. Straight to the heart. Now, gossip is gold on Olympus, the grist that turns the mill, so to speak. And it was universally agreed among the gods that the only thing Cupid truly loved was himself. With many pointing the finger at Aphrodite, who undeniably overindulged her son, fanning the flames of his vanity and self-obsession. Ah. Cupid! Cupid, can you keep still? I cannot spread the wax evenly if you keep moving around. Why do I have to do this, Mom? Waxing your chest should be a part of your regular routine, my cherub. You are an icon with a reputation to maintain. Ah, yeah, yeah, I get it. Perfection is everything. Remember what I taught you. Beauty is a career choice, not a gift for free. Perfection has a price we all must pay. How much longer, Mom? Cupid, lie back down. The wax must be cool before I rip it off. You know what? Olympus sucks. Everyone thinks being a god is nothing but glitz and glamour. Holy Hades, if only. Immortality may be endless, but it's super relentless and kind of, I don't know, suffocating, don't you think? I know we get to hang in paradise, but we don't really get to change anything up. I mean, this is it. Forever. Ah, oh, yes, yes. This is terrible, isn't it, my poor baby? Look, I broke my nail this morning signing autographs for some random nymphs. They mobbed me. They made me late for my brow talks. There we are. I guess the only perk is that I don't feel any pain. Oh, Cupid, look. Look at your reflection. See how smooth your chest, how perfect you are. Holy Hades, Mother, you're right. Wow. I am an icon. Other Olympians blame Cupid's father, Ares, god of war, who was largely absent from his life. Ares was always campaigning abroad. Conflict can be extremely time-consuming and not particularly family-friendly. It's not much of a dad if he doesn't ever see you. Uh, there's a lesson some fathers learn too late. When Ares did come home to Olympus, he headed up a hardcore military boot camp, a thriving hub of aggression and testosterone where rookie soldiers skilled up in the art of war. Nothing gave Ares greater pleasure than seizing an opportunity to bully and belittle, especially when it came to his only son. You call that a weapon, son? Uh, my bow? Yes, sir, I, 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 I do. Gorgon's glare, what has that woman done to you? You, you gotta weaponize like a man, not a fairy. Lock and load, son. Mainline some pure death and destruction, instead of poncing around getting your nails done. <clears throat> With respect, sir, I am the god of love. Love? <laughs> love is not a job, it's a hobby. Something to do when you need some R&R. &R. I know our Olympian existence depends entirely on the attention we get from mortals, but by the stars can't you find a more manly way to do it? Skipping about. Shooting people with Aphrodite's sappy love poison. Lube juice. Lube... Lube juice. Oh, what's that damn thing called? 
Loom juice. Loom juice, right. Mortals can't get enough of it. Mom's kind of an Instagram sensation. Her popularity's exploding. Sharon, chuff, I don't want to hear about your mother's popularity. Gives me palpitations. Darn, if anything needs exploding, it's her. Yes, sir. You've had it far too easy for far too long. It's time to toughen up, son. Let me show you how to blast folk off the face of the earth. That'll put some hairs on your chest. Here, press that red button. Do it. Dad, sir. Do it. Do it now! Dad, I can't. Chicken shit! Show me courage, not cowardice. Watch the master. Surprise attack! You'll never get a bigger buzz than that, my son. There was only one thing worse than his mother's smothering and his father's bullying. And that was listening to them argue late into the night. Don't touch me, you pig. You disgust me. <laughs> she is 20 years younger than you. Age is for a number, my love. No one knows that more than you. <laughs> How dare you? you when you're angry. Adulterer! Tell that to your husband. Don't touch me, you creep, and don't you dare bring Hephaestus mm. into it. I only want to... Uh, I said don't me. touch me! Oh, mm. don't, don't, no. Oh, oh don't do mm. that. What about this? Oh, 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 no. I never want to see you mm. again. You said that last uh, time. Uh, oh, did I? Mm -hmm. And the time before that... <laughs> And the time before uh, that. <laughs> and the time before that. Um, is this a PG-13, Grandpa? Because my mom says I can't watch those. <laughs> oh, my God. You're not going to see anything. I will in my imagination. It's just kissing, dork brain. Boys, boys, this, this is an important bit. Is there more sexy stuff? Not just yet. Okay, go ahead. I can handle it. <clears throat> Lying in his bed... Listening to his parents break up and make up for the umpteenth time, Cupid made a promise to himself. I swear by the stars I will be single for eternity and nothing and no one will ever change my mind. <laughs> Good decision, Cupid. The only thing guaranteed to cheer Cupid up? Target practice. And that was where his little brother Bo found him the very next day. If you close your eyes and imagine a traditional cherub, you'll probably have an accurate picture of Cupid's little brother, Bo. Cute curves with no edges, little loincloth, and jelly smile. Bo was a glass-half-full kind of kid, with a strong moral compass. He wore his heart firmly on his sleeve, and he drove Cupid crazy. Hey, Cupid! Scoot, Bo. I said, scoot! Ah! And then they hit me! Such a baby! You promised you would teach me. Teach you how to shoot? Yeah. Well, stop whining and start flying, then. You said it would be fun. It is. Just not for you. Ah! <laughs> Third time lucky. Don't shoot me, don't shoot me. Maybe now you'll stop stalking me. One of Cupid's greatest pleasures was singing in a jazz trio put together by twin gods Apollo and Artemis. But lately, even that had gotten old and uninspiring. And that's why birds do it, bees do it, even
educator, please do it. Let's do it. Hold it, hold it. Easy, tiger. Cupid, you're out of sync. No, I'm not. I'm not out of sync. Yes, you are. But don't sweat it. We'll just take it from the top. It's not me. It's you. You know what? You're both out of sync. <laughs> You know that's not technically possible. Here we go. Two against one. Always outnumbered. I don't want to sing about bees doing it anymore. How about this? Let's not do it. <gasps> Cupid, we cannot change our tunes. The risk is too great. Classic tracks are the only way to sustain our popularity among the mortals. Popularity? Huh? Haven't yet enough of popularity? Come on, guys. The likes, the tags, the taps, the swipes, the... I mean, we're feeding a monster that never gets full. But Cupid, we have no choice. Olympus is in crisis. Mortals, Mortals must pay attention, attention to us, or we will cease to have purpose and perish. But they're not. They're not paying attention to us. Greek gods aren't even on the mortal radar anymore. They've moved on without us. They have new gods now. Lower maintenance gods with classier outfits and way, way cooler weapons. So what if they're fake? No one cares. No one cares if anything's real anymore. Cupid stormed out of the rehearsal and headed straight for his safe place, a hidden outcrop high up on the craggy Olympian clifftops. He looked out over the dazzling ocean and wiped away a tear. Demeter, more of a mother to him than Aphrodite could ever be, knew exactly where to find him. Cupid, I thought I'd find you here, where the sea sparkles and the sky is clear. Hey, Demeter. Whatever ails you, precious child, it's many moons since I saw you smile. I just want to be by myself. Open your heart. A trouble shared is half the load for you to bear. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not in the mood for the rhyming thing, Demeter. It was super comforting when I was a kid, but now I, I, I know you mean well, but things feel a bit more complicated than that right now. Speak it out. Don't hold it in. I'm here for you. I'm listening. <sighs> I, I don't know. I just... I, I feel like something's missing, but I can't put my finger on what it is. It, I, you know, I, I have everything my heart desires, but nothing that I really need. I just want to spread my wings and be free, but... I don't know where to fly. Our story is told. It's set in stone. Accept your fate. It's yours to own. Don't you just want to... Break the mold sometimes, you know? Just, I don't know, but do the opposite. We're gods. We have a job to do. Do you want chaos to ensue? No, no, of course not. So yeah, I just, I guess I gotta suck it up. Gotta get to work. I have a night shift. Buried deep in the heart of Mount Olympus, if you're prepared to look hard enough, you might find Aphrodite's alchemical kitchen. Here, Cupid's little brother Bo oversees a merry band of cherubs who are tasked with the creation of Aphrodite's love potion, Loom Juice. As I explained before, Loom Juice is created from the petals of the rare and luminous Floss Luminox, a very powerful flower, extremely difficult to locate and even harder to harvest. This is largely due to the fact that it only grows in impossible places and blooms just once every three years on the eve of a blue moon. Not even Zeus knows the exact location of Aphrodite's alchemical kitchen. It's one of those places where nobody ever goes in.
and nobody ever comes out. Whoa. Do places like that really exist, Grandpa? They're everywhere, my son. Yeah, if you're certifiably insane. <laughs> Aren't we all? Drop dice, sprinkle cream, van oil, blue. Sift, stir, drizzle, steam, suck out all the loom. Drop dice, sprinkle cream, van oil, blue. Sift, stir, drizzle, Bo took his responsibilities very seriously indeed. Derek, distill it gently. Graham, mix it more. Bob, whisk faster. Carol, careful! Rupert, don't shake it like that! Sandra, where's your PPE? Rupert, stop! Don't take that spoon! Loom juice is extremely potent, Rupert. What's potent? One single drop of loom juice can drive a mortal insane with desire. They'll be enslaved to the spell for a good few hours, even days before it fades. We gods can handle more than that, of course, but it's very, very dangerous, even for us. Come on, chat with me, Rupert. Drop dice, sprinkle cream, burn, boil, blue. Settled on Mount Olympus with our quiet grace as Cupid arrived to prepare for his night shift. Cupid, you're late. Gorgon's glare, get off my back. Here's the score with today's mortal hit list. Some targets are regulars, some newbies, and some are just embarrassing, if you ask me. Mum said don't take the vials at the front of the cold store. She put them fresh in today. It takes 24 hours for them to drop to the correct temperature. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like I haven't done this before. If they don't have the blue glow, they're not ready. Do you have the golden key? The golden key that's hanging around my neck where it always is? Do you have to check every single time? We can't lose that key, Cupid. Ever. Just doing my job. Yeah, and I'm just doing mine. Rupert! Stop shaking it! You're spilling it everywhere! This is it, Cupid. This is your life. <laughs> An eternity of getting ordered around by small children and having zero fun. Mum said don't take the vials at the front. Hey, Hi. Cupid. Uncle Dionysus? What the? Slip an old-timer a vial of loom juice, won't you? Do your favorite uncle a favor. Y you're not supposed to be here. Desperate times, Q. Not gonna lie. The celebrity circuit on Earth is doing me damage. I'm on my knees. Party after party after party. The celebrity circuit? What? Keep it on the down low, Q, but when I go incognito on Earth, I answer to the name DJ Debt. Deus. No, wait, you're DJ Dad Deus? He's, like, so popular. I mean, he's he's a toast of Tinseltown. What can I say? All my spinning just keeps on winning. 
Being in high demand has its drawbacks, though, man. Too many parties, too little time, you feel me? I'm headlining a big bad bash tonight. You heard of Barry to Bernhardt's Valentine's Ball? <laughs> Barry to Bernhardt's Valentine's Ball? Of course I have. That's wild, Uncle D. <sighs> Kudos, dude. Make no mistake. But I'm having a little problem. I'm burnt out, man. Loom juice is the only way to kickstart my mojo. You know I can't, Uncle D. You know I can't give you loom juice. I-I-I can't. Come on, Q. Slip me a pick-me-up. Some sweet stimulation to jumpstart my heart. Give me a break, Uncle D. My mom is fanatical about every single drug. I would ask your mom direct, dude. I would. But she's frozen me out. Ever since it slipped my mind to get her on the guest list for the Oscars. Holy Hades, can she hold a grudge. <laughs> Tell me about it. How about if there's something in it for you? For me? Like what? Don't you ever get tired of work, work, work? Ever wonder what it's like to play, play, play? What if you could valet park your bow and arrow for a night? Huh? How does that grab you? What if I could get your good self a VIP invite to Barry to Bernhardt's Valentine's Ball? Whoa, for real? Yeah, baby. <laughs> In exchange for a few drops of blue juice. Personal use only. If you can hustle up a vial or two for your Uncle D, chances are I can squeeze your itty bitty name right there at the top of the guest list. Couple of important mortals who owe me a favor. You vibing my voodoo? I won't tell if you won't tell. No, listen up, boys. It would be remiss of me not to get you up to speed on Barry de Bernhardt at this point, because Barry de Bernhardt was the most feared and revered movie mogul in the history of Hollywood. No screenplay was made without his backing. No box office boomed without his support. No movie star dared to be born without his permission. He ate producers for breakfast and picked their scripts from his teeth. This is not a pitch! This is poisonous propaganda! Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but, but Mr. De, Mr. De Bernhardt... No one wants to watch Zeus running around waving his thunderbolts! M Mr. 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 De Bernhardt... And as for Ares with his second-rate Mr. Universe impressions and Aphrodite's tired old temptress act, it makes my skin crawl! Modern audiences deserve more than this. More sophistication, more complexity, more dirt. Heroes don't need morals anymore. Villains shouldn't have to lose. Uh, you couldn't sell me an amphitheater full of Greek gods, never mind a screenplay. What does my coffee cup say? Say it with me. Bernhardt, Bernhardt Studios. Studios. The future, the future of, of film. film. Greek gods are as good as dead in Hollywood. And as long as I hold the keys to the kingdom, there will be no second coming! Lovely chap, isn't he? I don't know. The Greek gods are a bit last century, Grandpa. The classics never get old, my son. They stand immortal, untouched by time. Hey, whatever you say. You know what? Let's take a break. You've been most kind in judging me, and I'm all too aware that you have stuff to do. Uh, no, no, no. It's, um, it's okay. I'm okay. I mean, I, I, it's nothing that can't wait. Really? Well, the Greek gods aren't your thing, though. Two last century, isn't that what you said? Only in movies, Granddad. Story, stories are a whole different ballpark. Is that so? Yeah. 
Oh, totally. I mean, the the Greeks were the original storytellers, right? It doesn't get much better than that. My thoughts exactly. So, shoot. I want to hear what happened with the party. And anyway, I need to stick around, uh, you, you know, to make sure you're not filling Dylan's head with any crazy ideas. He gets nightmares. No, I don't. Well, then, if you insist, I shall continue. Ah, where was I? Dionysus and Barry to Burnhout's Valentine Ball. Ah, yes. Dionysus had a sneaky feeling that, just like Cinderella before him, Cupid would not be able to resist an invitation to a ball. Show me a man who could. Cupid had never rebelled before, and the prospect was scarily seductive. Sparing little thought for the enormity of what he was about to do, play hooky from work and steal from his mother, Cupid quickly filled his pockets with that evening's quota of loom juice. Then, checking the coast was clear and Bo was distracted, he took great pleasure in tearing up his hit list and depositing the pieces in the nearest Grecian urn. Then he hurried off to the Heavenly Grove to pick out his incognito for the party of all parties. What's an incognito? Duh, like an avatar. Oh, I get it. Like a disguise. So he can choose how bushy his eyebrows are and how big his nose is and whether he's nerdy or dope. <sighs> Something like that. Awesome. What's the Heavenly Grove? The Heavenly Grove, as everyone knows, is a magical forest situated on the eastern side of Mount Olympus. Set into the oldest oak tree, located at the deep, dead center of the forest, is a secret door. This door leads to a vast warehouse. This warehouse is stuffed to the rafters with every incognito outfit you could possibly imagine. Reel upon reel of jackets, pants, shirts and dresses, row upon row of shoes, bags, wigs, boxes and boxes of every accessory your heart could desire. Whoa! Cupid should be Spider-Man! What a ridiculous idea. All right, let's do this, Q. You're an icon. How about these? Nah, uh, too bland. These? Oh, too bland. Ah, these. Now, too baggy. Ooh, what about these? Oh, yeah, come on. Gorgon's glare. Ah, I can't do this. I, I can't do it. There's no time. There's too much pressure. Q, come on. Focus, you've got this. You're perfection personified. If you can rock a loincloth, you can rock anything. Aha! Leather pants. Come to daddy. Dionysus, dressed incognito as DJ Dat Deus, in his signature floor-length fluorescent puffer coat, trilby, tattoos, and a pair of battered silver cowboy boots, was waiting for Cupid by the Olympian portal. What's the Olympian portal? The supernatural elevator. Of course it is. The Olympian portal has only two stops. Up, the Heavenly Grove, East Olympus, and down, the Grove Shopping Complex, West Hollywood. Wait, there's an elevator to Olympus at the Grove? Between Nike and Nordstrom. It's always been there. I've never seen it. It doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yo, Uncle D. Right on cue, kid. How do I look? Iconic, right? <laughs> Those leather trousers have got a party of their own going on, man. You know, I went full on Matrix, but with a vampire twist. Hard to pull off. I know, right? Welcome to the Olympian portal. Literally the only way to travel between heaven and earth. Archibaldi will not be tolerated. If this turbulence, tough. In the event of some kind of crisis or crash, eat every god for himself. Fasten your seatbelt, sit back, relax. Do whatever you want, quite frankly. Down or up, it's all the same.
time to me. You got the juice. Swear this stays between you and me, Uncle D. Give me your hand on it. I swear by the stars. Me too. I won't rat you out, even if I get caught. No one's getting caught. I, I've never done anything like this before. I mean, stealing from my mother is one thing, but breaking the Olympian code? It's a risk worth taking, Q. Trust me. <laughs> Showtime. Let's get this party started. Not so fast, boys. May I remind you, this story is not a fairy tale. It's real life. And real life, as I'm sure you know, can be a tricky nut to crack. Suffice to say, the consequences of Cupid's actions will prove a great deal more devastating than a simple slipper stranded on a stair. So, are you sure you want me to go on? Oh, Don't sure, Grandpa. Are you kidding? You can't stop I there. What happened next? Cupid stars Diego Bonetta as Cupid. Naomi Aki as Rose, Rupert Friend as Barry DeBernhardt, Jack Dylan Grazer as Jason, Kit Rackison as Dylan, Ian McElhenney as Grandpa, Teresa Ruiz as Aphrodite, Barnaby Kay as Ares and Apollo, Jacoby Jupe as Beau, Dylan Francis as Dionysus, Annie Haig as Artemis, Katie Cavanaugh Jupe as Demeter and Lydia, with additional performances by Chris Jupe, Winston Fengipalli, Violet Day, Sarah Elizabeth Thompson, Sarah Callett, Ryan Schreim, Don McDaniel. Written and directed by Katie Cavanaugh Jupe. Executive produced by Diego Bonetta, Katie Cavanaugh Jupe, Chris Jupe, David Burnin, Rob Herding, Sandra Yi Ling, and Michelle Zarati. Co executive producers Naomi Aki, Rupert Friend, and Jack Dylan Grazer. Produced by Shinyan Hiyu and Brandon Wisner. Co-producers Natalia Gonetta and Phil Keefe. Original score and composition by Darren Johnson. Original song written by Andrew Ramanda, Katie Kavanaugh-Jupe, and Darren Johnson. Additional music and music editor, Brian Kessley. Assistant music editor, David Tadashor. Audio engineering by Ryan Walsh, Sarah Ma, and David Tadashor. Additional recording by Justin Stanley. Edited by Chris Jupe and Beatrice Neronia. Supervising editor, Neely Oftering. Additional editor, Jeffrey Fettig. Supervising sound effects editor and sound designer, Randy Torres. Mixed by Ben Milchev. Additional mixers, Sarah Ma and Drove Argawala. Casting director, Andrea Bunker. Assistant director, Kelsey Adams. Script supervisor, Omar Barahona and Sam Beasley. Set teacher, Celeste Armstrong. Production coordinators Bailey Grayson, Paula Wolfsdorf, and Noah Jorgensen. Head production assistant Nathan Yan. Post coordinator Beatrice Neronia. Production legal Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production accounting Pin Chen Lu. Special thanks to Mara Schuster-Lefkowitz, Ashton Harold, and Ben Swimmer. This podcast was recorded under a SAG AFRA collective bargaining agreement. Cupid is a Q-Code, Double Garage Films, and Three Amigos production. Be sure to follow and listen to Cupid on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you're listening now to be among the first to listen. 
Code Plus subscribers on Apple Podcasts can binge the entire series now and uninterrupted with no ads.